Now we are, though. Okay. Now it's rolling. So you don't All like right. that. You don't like the theme song. It's not that I don't like it. I just think it sounds like big 90s rock, which it is. Yeah. But I just don't remember it being that big and that rockin'. Like, I thought they were a little, like, nastier. Like, more like... Well, they haven't said anything yet. It's just an instrumental... Yeah, the riff is just very... It's not... Is it too masculine for you? uh, Maybe. I thought thought they were noisier. I thought it was more like they had sort of a screeching... That's pretty noisy. I think... Get out of my way or I'm going to shove... Is that not yeah, I aggressive mean that, enough for you? No, it is. It's just, it's more, it is like a bigger sports stadium rock sound than I associate with the 90s. I think oh, yeah, I was, they played at all the, the, the basketball games. <laughs> Do they? Uh, sometimes you, you hear really weird things. Like I've heard like Fugazi coming back from a sports break. Like when, like watching the NBA Finals or something, yeah. you hear really strange. Uh, you I, know what else is weird? Like, um, uh oh. <laughs> do you remember the? This is pretty recently the Apple commercial where they played Gigantic, which is about a big black dick. Um, I think I heard of someone, yeah, using a cover of G- Gigantic. I think uh, no, it was. It was it was the actual really uh, yeah I thought it was like a bunch of younger people in bands covering it but may, yeah well like it was them <laughs> like playing over it okay. and then it's in the background oh right and okay. I remember part of it is this like teenage girl like that's like learning to play the guitar and she's like gigantic and I think big black love yeah big black dicks it's big big love but you know yeah it's um. Yeah. Which is awesome. All the Pixies' subject matter was sex-related, I feel like. I feel like somebody at Apple, though, maybe... Was having, like, a little laugh. I don't think... I don't know. I don't know if they're that smart about yeah. that kind I, of you thing. You would think they are. You would think so, but... Like, there's a kind of a iconic gay band called Book of Love, and they had a song called uh, Boy... And it's it's like it's like a gay club anthem, mm-hmm. but like someone used it for like uh, the Dallas Cowboys game one time, and I was like, oh, this is like someone in the booth is like <laughs> knows what they're doing. I don't think so. I think you're giving somebody no, too much credit. I, they knew exactly what they were. Does doing. Does it say it in the lyrics? Like, is it? Overt? I want to be where the boys are, but I'm not allowed. Um, like uh, the the lyrics are so like heavily like about yes if you heard the song you'd be like oh, okay that's that's not what i would but expect that's to the hear thing about art right it's so open to interpretation <laughs> and subjective it's like the bible it's like the bible <laughs> you know yeah but i think they were really directing they're definitely leading the witness on that song i, I think, think so. they it's about boys and toys and wanting to be a boy and I yeah, it's a great song. It's one of my favorites. Like I I used to play it when I DJed at this Hungarian restaurant all the time. But that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would I would like to believe that that someone is on top of it, yeah, unintended enough to to do that. But but well, I don't because you don't have that well, much faith in people. No, no. I mean, I think you go to art school and then you end up working the. <laughs> the booth at the uh, fucking. At an NFL did you say it was game. 
like or, or like baseball. Uh, televised NFL. Yeah, like I imagine there's some like art school dropouts that ended up in those weird jobs because they're like, okay, well, I had somehow I knew how to do this. I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot. Entirely possible. Like some sort of creative element because that that's the thing. Like people who aren't creative take you know people with this skill set and just stick them anywhere and that's like i don't know i think it happens all the time i'm making twenty thousand dollars a year but at least i get to slip one in every once in a while i think yes i think that's the glory of those those jobs oh christ okay here we go So, it's secretly timid. It's uh, it's Megs, and I'm here with special guest Christopher. Um, Hello. I'm so glad that you're here because you're it. Yeah, it's you and me. Yeah, buddy. What would you do if I wasn't here? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Has anyone ever done the show just totally solo, just kind of ad lib, like monologuing? I don't know. You're the secretly timid historian. Why don't you tell me? (laughs) Well, you do understand that Secretly Timid started quite a bit of... When did it start? Oh, (laughs) you're asking me? (laughs) Well, I thought it was a school project. It's 2010. Yeah. started in 2010. 2010. Okay. And I think it was John's... um, I'm not going to say his thesis or anything, but I'm pretty sure it was like a school project. And I think they wanted you to make a podcast. When podcasts first came out they were like super hot and then they like nobody cared about them for like a long time do you yeah, remember that i do and then they got super hot again recently right i do remember that yeah why because i was listening to this american life podcast all the time because mm-hmm. i missed it on the radio because right but it's the not- surrounding material on sundays on npr is garbage yeah that that makes sense so. um yeah, I'm trying to think like who was like the. Did cereal bring it back? Was it cereal only? I, don't know. I feel like a few things all happened at once. May have like been. maybe like cereal and Welcome to Night Vale, and maybe this is too meta that we're discussing this though. I mean, we've got to just stretch out as <laughs> our material as as far as we can because yeah. we don't have a lot. I worked in the. Um, same building as Mark Marin. I don't know if I've ever talked about that. <laughs> you don't know if you and I have ever talked about that, or you don't know if you've talked about it on the show. Because um, you have definitely talked about that with me. I said that to you? Yeah, because I texted you when I was in West Virginia. I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, watching the um, the Mark Marin show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, this dude reminds me of you. I hate that. Because I get that. Yeah. And my brother says that to me. It's my because brother. you're just... You're like a betrayal. The two of you are just so like uh, truculent and um, like how do I want to describe that. He didn't care I about can't. me though. He cared about my coworker because my coworker knew how to fix turntables better than me, and so he just cared about. Is that, that inconsistent with your view of Mark Maron? Um, no, I think it all added up. Mm-hmm. 
You know, um, I don't like, like, I get compared to either him or Larry David the most in my life, I think. And I, I, I'll take Larry David, I think, over Mark Maron if I have to be compared to someone. Oh, I would. Definitely. He's also a lot more successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like Maron's whole thing is like that, you know, he, he got his feelings hurt about not being on SNL and like he created a whole career out of that kind of like pain. He's, he's the insecure child. Yeah. In, in us all. He's pretty, some degree. He's good on glow. I watch that occasionally. Oh yeah. That's a good show. He's a good character. I have such a terrible crush on the lead character, which I never have crushes on any actors ever. But for some reason, I think just like dreams about her. No, I think it's just her bad hair is so bad. Like it's charming. Like, mm-hmm. her hair is just so bad that it's, like... Is that what you're into? Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, bad hair for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bad hair is my thing. Uh, I don't usually have crushes on actors either, although I do distinctly remember one time when I was in college, I had some dream about... Um, the fuck was that guy's name? Now I don't even remember. Uh, oh, the, I think I know this. The it's guy a that British was, actor. No, 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 no. The guy that was uh, in Encino Man. Polly Shore. No, no, the other guy. The friend. Yeah, the uh, he was in. Fuck, 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 fuck. Um, I don't know. Oh God damn! This is somebody. If somebody listens to this, in the event that someone listens to this, I episode, wish this was a Colin show. I do too. I do too. <laughs> um. Fuck, what was his name? I don't know. He was in that... Uh, I turned my phone off because I know I'll look at it. Something so. honors or... God damn it. I'm just going to look up Encino Man <laughs> IMDB because <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, anyway, I had a dream about this person. Uh-huh. I don't know why. When you were a teen? Uh, in college. Yeah, it was early college. Okay. Um, and I woke up. It's Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I had this dream about Brendan Fraser. I don't know why. I've, I'd never thought about the man before in my life. And then I woke up from the dream, and I just had this, like, this, this like, taste for Brendan Fraser. I was like, I've got to watch well, his movies like a, because it's as close as I can get. He had, like, a big, dumb, cute quality to him, right? Yeah, I think whole so. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, when you have dreams about people, it changes your perspective on them. I've had that happen with... But it goes away know, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. If it starts like that. Right. So... Um, I don't even know if I saw Encino Man. I mean, I think it was like... I didn't see it either, but I did see the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is based on... This, the whole dream's based on the trailer. It may have been. Okay. Um, I don't... I mean, IMDb could tell me, but I, I think I just got out of that. Um... I don't I don't remember what year that came out and it doesn't even matter so I'm not going to look it up but the point is occasionally I've had a dream about a celebrity someone that I will never meet and then mm-hmm. I have like a day and a half crush and then it evaporates it's yeah. gone Yeah it's a very tiny list of people I've ever you know I think there's something about the sheen of the production that makes them seem so not real that I you know I like flawed people so Mm-hmm. So, but it sounds like your crush on, uh, is it Allison Brie? Yeah, I think so. It sounds like that's a, like a longer lasting condition. Is that wrong? 
No, and I think it's based on. Um, I think I um, had a friend who had similarly bad hair, who I dated for a little while, and I and I think it's that. Just, just, I don't know what it is. There's something about. Are you talking about me like I'm not here? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, um, I wouldn't. Your hair is fine. Thank you. <laughs> Would you say I had today baby hair or something? Yeah, it's baby hair. Yeah, that's my hair is literally fine. Duck fluff. Duck fluff. Yeah, it's very um, light. Yeah, it's too bad. It's stuck around though. Yeah, it's still here, which it is, is amazing. Cause it I'm, is. I'm pushing forty, and I think a lot of people when I was younger were like, "Oh, you'll definitely be bald by then." You said starting yeah. in sixth grade. Yeah, in sixth grade. Well, because I used to put a ton of VO5 gel, like a big... They had a gel? Big glob of it. Yeah, VO5 gel was like this really greasy, greasy gel. Not the hot oil treatment. No, I know what you're talking about, though. You didn't put that in your hand. No, I did not. Um, But uh, yeah, I was a real mess, and I would just put that in my hair, slick it back, wearing a giant like oversized MTV shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. With like a satin Led Zeppelin jacket or something. I was a real, it was really cool in sixth grade. Well, it does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if you could just send me some photos of that for content, we'll put it on the site. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If I, you wouldn't mind. I got picked on a lot. God knows why. <laughs> you loved it. You're like, I'm putting this in my novel. No, I, I mean, I wrote poetry then, but yeah. It was of course <laughs> you did. Of course you did. Um, I actually went to a uh, poetry reading recently. Was it a slam? No, it was. Um, it was kind of a variety a, a variety show. Let's slow down here. Um, and this guy I know, um, he's a pretty well known activist around town and artist, and he um, he wrote these. Um, 20 poems to an imaginary woman was his was the whole idea of it and he used to post these online and i actually wrote um a parody of his poetry and he pushed me really hard to read them at this event with his permission yeah he loved it like he like he like enjoyed getting made fun of and thought it was a really good parody um but i did so an activist with a good sense of humor Get the yeah. fuck out. No, I actually think that activists deserve a little more credit for their senses of humor. I, th- I think that you can't do that type of work without kind of laughing at it sometimes. Like, I don't... The, the idea of the humorless um, activist is not something I've ever really experienced that much. Maybe once. Maybe there's one person I could think of where, like, we immediately got into it, like... Because I was a writer at the time, and she's like, are you a journalist? Like, why are you asking me all these questions? And we got in, like, you know, just a dust-up. And then we didn't, we were not friends for, like, a year. But then once we became friends, you know, I, I think it's just who people let in. And I think when you're in that line of work or thinking, um, you kind of have to get rid of all the people who are kind of just trying to press your buttons all the time, you know? You can't get rid of those people. <laughs> You can. I think you can weed them out. I, oh. I think, you, like, trolls. Like, I think they have, like, a force field for trolls. I don't blame them. And you're just, you're trying to keep out 
people who are not going to be sympathetic to your cause. I I understand that. I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you so you read this thing or what? I didn't have the guts to get up there and see. That's the thing. Like he, I may think it's crazy to stand in front of people and read a bunch of poetry about some person that you created a fantasy. You're around. right about that. It is actually <laughs> crazy to do that. But he has the guts to do it, and I don't even have the guts to read a parody. So who am I? You know, that's all. I forgot how we even got on this topic, but. Mark um, Maron, uh, oh, okay. Allison Brie. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Duck let's, fluff. Yeah. Um, sixth grade satin jacket. Yeah. Uh, what did you look like in sixth grade? Uh, your... Exactly how I look now. Really? Yeah. Except you're wearing a promise ring shirt. I don't think that band existed then. <laughs> <laughs> except my uh, chest was smaller. Okay. Uh, and I weighed like a hundred pounds less than I do now. Gotcha. So, um, that's true for me too. I was still <laughs> six feet tall. Were you in sixth grade? Yeah, that's when I stopped growing. Oh my god! That's when I stopped growing tall. Oh yeah. So you're probably one of those people who was so tall that you were made fun of for being tall at the time, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Also, in fifth grade, I got a, a very short haircut mm. uh, that I thought was going to really be a, a hit in the in a fashion capacity mm-hmm. but it, it turns out that it wasn't at uh, mossville elementary school <laughs> what city <laughs> mossville illinois so what um was your inspiration for that the shortness of your haircut like magazines it was, my uh it was just, my dad's mother was a hairdresser and she had all of these magazines like harper's bazaar and stuff like that and i was like i'm gonna 90 91 it was 90 yeah okay mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm picturing someone like in northern exposure or one of those shows kind of like that, that. Like a little pixie cut i i have a picture of it if you want to see okay i would love to do you want to see it right well, now sure i mean that doesn't help the, the audience, the uh, I mean, we can post theoretical it for content. Audience. Yes, we can. But it's yeah, not, um, I could see that that was um, popular. It, at it the didn't time. go over well. It wasn't uh, my my cohorts weren't there yet. Is what I'll say. How long um, did it take to grow I out? I mean, I think like, you've seen this already. Okay, maybe I have. Was that? Oh that yeah, one. I think that's a cool haircut. Oh, it's it, yeah, it was so cool. Uh, I really, I really had the figure to pull that haircut off at the time, you know, like all legs. And I, I think that haircut else. makes perfect sense. Yeah, so I thought so too. Uh, but people didn't agree. I was called a lesbian, mm. and so I had to go home and look I mean, that up. Uh, and then I felt like, do you get to? You know, kids are. Do, you, do I get a say in this, or am I just? automatically a lesbian um i think it's a great haircut you look like you're in a cool band in 1990 yeah Yeah. like i would have like and i wore the like long earrings with it too yeah i think that's a great look like a okay now you're losing me like a tapestry (laughs) like a floral tapestry vest i had an art teacher who had a uh a van gogh vest that's pretty it was like his cool. self-portrait made out of like those long um, kind of craft beads, those like cylindrical 
You should have led in with, with beads. <laughs> it was made out of beads. Beads. It was and, the best. Um, I, I despised... Uh, to this day, I have a hard time with Van Gogh's work mm-hmm. because of that vest. Just that denim vest, like, did it for me. It was denim. Yeah. And it was beaded. Uh-huh. And it was a, a reproduction of Van Gogh's self-portrait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, was this a... What grade was this? This was uh, ninth and 10th grade art... Um, and I, I had a lot of problems with all my art teachers, actually. They called me a waste of talent a couple times. You love but, that. Uh, now you I do. You love that shit. I think it's fine now. Yeah. At the time, it wasn't good. It's and, your you know, bread and butter. When your parents get a note that says, you know, he's in the wrong class to your be wasting his talent. Your son is a waste talent, of talent. It's not. Your parents don't want to see, see that. They would like to think that you're utilizing your talents, you know. So, did you get the switch or what happened? Nothing, really. Don't say yes, because then I'm going to feel like a jerk. No, sure. I never got the switch. I did. <laughs> I went to school in Texas, and they were allowed to, yeah, to beat you with a stick. Um, You'd have a permission slip, though, right? We had one sent home with us every year. Have your parents sign this. And it said, kind of like those notes that you passed in elementary school, like, do you like me, yes or no? And it was like, can we beat your kid, yes or no? And my mom was always like, of course not. Good. Um, you a, you but I imagine the kids who knew that their parents were going to check yes just didn't bring the permission slip home. And right. then by default, I would think you wouldn't be able to do it. You would think so. I was supposed to be beaten with a stick once um, for some sort of tardy in drama class. Mm-hmm. Um, and my drama teacher, of all people, took great pride in um, how hard she hit. She's like, I put all my weight behind it. And she's like, and you can imagine how much that is. It was for drama. Um, no, but she really did hit kids. Like she, she, took, she would brag about how she made football players cry. It's how you get the creativity out of them. Well, I got sick, luckily. To bring it to the surface. <laughs> You got sick? I got sick for a week. From but no, just switched? I was just sick. I, I never got hit. Okay. And uh, so I got away with it. Um, away with being sick? Well, I got away with not getting hit for being late to class, which is just so insane. It's like... You what know, is they, time, really? They, <laughs> yeah, but they treat children like dogs or something, like abused dogs. That's, that's ridiculous. Not anymore, they don't. Can you not hit kids now in school? I, don't think I have you no idea. Can. I don't have a kid. I don't but think you can do that. Good. I hope not. But I, I would not be surprised. I know there's some, you know, heaven forsaken school district somewhere in the south where you can hit kids. I'm sure that's oh, yeah. still allowed. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a really productive way of going about things because all of the kids I remember being hit, I don't think really turned out very well. No. And I have to believe on some level that that contributed to them, like, not moving out of the basement, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, like, proven time and time again that it's not an effective um, way to show anyone anything. Should we talk about your week? Um, You tell me about that. Can we start with yours? No. (laughs) Um. Without getting too much into details, um, my week was quiet. Um, everyone that I work with was out of town, and so just had like a just a quiet little week. 
That's all. Why weren't you out of town? I don't know. That's okay. It's a mystery? Yeah, that's okay. I'm I mean, sorry to hear that. That's okay. Did you want to go? Um, yeah, I like going to cool places. Like, that are fun and interesting, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's okay. You know, I have the rest of my life to go wherever I want. Yes, but, but we don't know how long that will be. That's true. You should probably get that done right now, just in case. <laughs> That's true. I realized today that um, I haven't been out of the country in almost 10 years, and I think that's really sad. Um, I think my passport's expired, and uh, I need to get on that. So I need to like choose somewhere, and I need to get out of here. When's the last time you were out of the country? Uh, well, I went to Canada, which doesn't really count. Count. I think that counts. Nah, if you okay. have to have your passport, it counts. The last time I went off of the continent mm-hmm. was uh, 2003. Okay, so it's been a while. It has been a while. I was uh, I graduated college and I took a job in Paris. And Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, you did. I don't remember. What's this? Yeah. Yeah, I took a job in Paris and I was living in an apartment... Uh, Paris is not a big city. It's it's pretty compact in terms of like square mileage. Right. And uh, nevertheless, it took me a very sweaty and smelly forty five minute bus drive to mm. get to to my uh, place of business every day. You were asking me about the bus today. Yeah. Is it because you you're considering taking the bus? No, no. The bus just stopped where we were eating and. Okay. It was talking, and I thought, the bus. There it is. There's yeah. the bus. No, I'm not going to get on the bus. The last two times I was on the bus, um, I got off early because uh, somebody was being loud and violent. Like, in fact, if I remember the guy's quote correctly, it was something to the effect of, I want to go to jail again today. <laughs> And he was just looking uh, around the bus, thinking of all the ways he could go to jail again. Like, he, he just looked like, you know, he, he was just ready for something. You don't, know, was, you don't know what he was thinking. Maybe <laughs> he was looking around to see if anybody was, like, receptive to his joke. Uh, it, di- it wasn't very funny. It didn't seem like he was joking. I felt like his ambition to go back to jail was probably like a pretty realistic one um and i got that's off because you didn't laugh at his <laughs> joke i mean that's partially your fault <laughs> this was a very charles manson-esque type figure that he kind of cut and uh i was ready to abandon ship i just got out and i walked like a mile and a half home I was Except like to remember this. that charles manson didn't actually kill anybody right oh yeah well he just <clears throat> convinced other people to do it. Yeah, which is, you know, that's a fireable offense. That's that's bad enough to keep you put yeah, away. Yeah, but it takes longer than a bus ride, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Did you feel like when he passed away that you got a weird... Maybe you don't follow the same types of people I do on social media, but I felt like there was this weird sort of like tribute to him, almost. Like in the in the, the people I follow. Like, they were like, man, pour some out. I was like, what? Like, I was kind of shocked by how seemingly sad 
the people in my social media seemed to be that Charles Manson had passed away. I thought it was very strange. Um, I don't know that I follow. What does follow mean? <laughs> Please explain that to me. Um, you know, on Facebook, you have friends. Yeah. You probably aren't friends with all of those people. I am. You are? Yeah. Okay. Well, I... I'm not friends with the BBC, though. And I think I... They come up on my feed. Does that mean I follow okay, them? Okay, you follow the BBC. Yeah. yeah. You like and follow. Yes. Um, I have a lot of friends that I'm not friends with uh, because especially uh, when I used to write, people see your name and then they just add you. It doesn't matter. And I still get added by strangers all the time. And I just add them. I don't care. I, but but you you get a lot of weird stuff popping up because of that. Mm-hmm. And this might be related, but I also think like, um, and I hate to talk about Los Angeles too much. I think that there, Charles Manson is thought of as a very different figure than he's thought of in the rest of the world. In what way? I feel like in a way they're like, they, they acted almost like it was like some mayor they had, they really loved that passed away or something. California? Yeah. Like, just like in, but but in L.A. specifically. Like, okay, so there was, um, I think there's this really disturbing documentary about him that came out in the 80s or something. And Was there a non-disturbing documentary that came out about <laughs> him a, that really, I should look up? That's a good point. But they had a big screening of it, and, um, you know, people were flipping out. Like, this, it was sold out to go see this thing, because I don't think it had been seen in a long time, and... Um, I, I want to say like the director of it really deeply regretted it, like hated that he made it or something and, um, didn't understand why people were so fascinated with it. But I mean, I think this is a common thing. It's, I I find the whole like sort of fascination around like death culture to be like a little, I don't want to say privileged, but I, I think it's a rampant, I mean, it's a thing we know about, right? Yes. Like... Um, and I think it breaks down differently by, um, by like race and gender, et cetera. Like economic lines. Right. Like for instance, um, like I have, I have so few things to worry about (laughs) that I am going to especially not worry about a serial killer. Uh, and so I'm going to. I'm going to listen. Fetishize it. Kind right. Of. But then that's not fair either, because I do think. Um, I mean, a- Sharon Tate had a few things to worry about. and, and she- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she did. So, but, but I she know. She did have to worry about that guy. But I know a lot of people who live in poverty who watch like, I don't know. A lot of true crime BS, like, all day. Like, I don't want to name any names. Mom. But I, you know, like, eight <laughs> hours. Like, and I, and if I go to these people's houses, I'm like, how can you watch eight hours of, like, true crime? Like, how can you just watch Killing for, like, your entire day? Maybe. What if the answer is that this unnamed woman that you just mentioned is watching these things because it really puts into perspective her current circumstances like at least i'm not being murdered do you need in my bedroom that much reinforcement but i I, don't know i think that because my life is is pretty amazing 
uh, in every capacity, and I have nothing to complain about. Uh, everything's coming up, Maggie, really, is <laughs> what it is. I think that there's um, like a little bit of disconnect. For instance, like when it comes to how we treat um, killers and cult leaders and all that stuff, I think the way it breaks down... To me, I've always been fascinated by how differently it's treated um, along um, like lines of ethnicity, etc. For instance, um, like I went and watched the Mike Tyson documentary when that came out. I think Mike Tyson's considered like a pretty heinous person. Is he? Yeah, by a lot of people. Because um, he punches people in the face all the time? Uh, no, he was like convic- He was convicted of some pretty terrible oh, crimes. Oh, like the raping. Mm-hmm. And the now, raping. Yeah. Right. So then, but I think it's considered, I would say in mainstream society, it's considered more despicable to like support um, watching a film about Mike Tyson than it would be Charles Manson. And... I've okay, just but always why found do you that, think that is? I just, I think it's a, I really do think it comes down to how people treat um, people convicted of crimes um, along lines of race. I really do. Like, you could be convicted of, like, a different crime than murder, which is also terrible. Like, all the crime, let's say all crimes are equal, and of course they're not. But I just think that like white serial killers are treated much differently than yeah. let's say an athlete who was convicted of something terrible. Like a like a black athlete. I just think it's I think the kind of fetishizing of even like Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy, et cetera, like I've always found it hard to swallow that um so many of my associates are just like kind of cool and like kind of giggly about all that stuff. I don't think you're, you're necessarily wrong. I just think maybe there are some factors that, uh, also may be important in why that is. So, I mean, if you're talking about, who do you say? John Wayne Gacy and yeah. or Charles Manson and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is somebody that was known in by, to the public as, a celebrity to do sure. something that they valued, right? Yeah. And then he did something that was horrible. Right. I mean, punching people in the face for a living is pretty horrible, but... I always wanted to saying. be a boxer. Well, <laughs> I think that's... Follow your dreams. <laughs> no, that's it, too. I, th- I think that as a kid, I worshipped him, and I made my parents watch every fight, like on HBO, and they were disgusted, and they they hated him before... Anything bad happened. Yeah, it's gross. Um, and I would be plopped on my stomach right in front of the television with like my chin in my hands, just like with stars in my eyes. Like I just thought that this person could, you know, take someone apart in 90 seconds was the most beautiful thing in the world, you know? I mean, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. So you're, you're talking about like the, so there's like a fall from Charles grace. Manson comes out of nowhere. Nobody knows who he is until this like extremely horrible <laughs> thing happens. I hate even. John Wayne Gacy was a clown who killed little boys. Right. And young men. Charles Manson. And I hate even getting into this because so many people are such ridiculous experts on this subject that I don't even want to touch it. 
but he was like a figure that had connections to the Beach Boys. He did, but the public other, didn't know about him. Like not, I mean, not to the extent that they would. Yeah. So, um, so it wasn't. What I'm saying is, it it wasn't as if he started out as something like a a public hero figure or whatever, and then turned into this monster. He came from nowhere. He did, or nobody knew who Gacy or Dahmer or any of those guys were. Uh, Albert Fish. Nobody knew Albert Fish. Probably the see, worst serial see, killer that ever fucking lived. See, now you're getting into your extensive knowledge of serial killers. I, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nobody knew who I'm those people about. were. Why do so many of my friends have such a encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers? It's not encyclopedic. Otherwise, I would have uh, certainly would have put them in alphabetical order, but I didn't. <laughs> so, like, I I just think. And I do think that the the killers tend well. Here's the problem: it's it's a problem in a couple ways. The killers tend to be white and male, mm-hmm. you know, dot dot dot. And then, but do we are we willing to admit that maybe white serial killers are treated differently? Like, I think there's a weird... Then what? Then non-white serial killers? There aren't very <laughs> non-white... There aren't very many non-white serial killers. Yeah. There's an I Asian just... guy. Uh, and there was a guy in Milwaukee, I think, uh, like five years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. that uh, killed a string of uh, women who, uh, at one point or another, were sex workers. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. But there aren't very many non-white male serial killers. Right. And so why don't I know that guy's name? Because he's one of a rare right. breed. Um, I just think in general... Um, I don't think it's a wrong theory. Yeah. I, and I don't, I don't think I've done enough research, obviously. But I, I just think in general, like, uh, maybe even like criminal enterprises... Um, they get, they also have their kind of, uh, fetishizing like over the decades. Like we think of, um, it's hard to explain. It's like in a lot of rap songs, you would hear a lot of references to like famous white gangsters, for instance, like throughout the decades. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like, well, I'm saying like, because it's like, well, it's, it's always, you know, it become it gets in the news, and it's so it's cool, like that these guys did it. I don't know. I just think I'm like, well, where? I don't know. I, I just this has always bothered me a little bit, and I think um, when I was a writer, I want to say we did like uh, I think we had some event around like the Tyson documentary, and then I found myself having to like kind of defend it because I'm like, well this is kind of disturbing that there's, you know, a film about this person who's done some really terrible things. Um, and then I was just like, you know, okay, you you can get tickets to go. I get, you know, it's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, so then I was like having to go through my history of like, well, okay, I've gone to the movies to see all these other documentaries about terrible people. And, um, 
but they tend to all be like uh like capturing the freedmen's or like about Allen Ginsberg or you know like people who've actually done a lot of terrible things i think it's like really common in celebrity sadly mm-hmm. but i think that we treat people differently no we absolutely do yeah i don't think you're wrong yeah sorry i i don't <laughs> i don't mean to like keep defending this point <laughs> So you're weak in serial killers. What else happened this week? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's all that happened. Um, I um, I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I don't really care. No. Do it. Um, I have some more wine. I had a uh, serious head wound. Um, in fact, I think I posted it on my Instagram stories, my actual diagnosis was like... You didn't want to talk about it, and you posted it on Instagram stories. Because well, I, I keep... <laughs> well, I cultivate that very well. Like, Is that so? Yeah, I prune those bushes very well. <laughs> I, I do. I, <laughs> nobody sees anything I don't want them to see. Um, I and mean, that's true of most of us, right? Yeah. Um, but in social media, you got to be extremely careful. I think we all know that. Um well, hold on a second. Nobody told me that. <laughs> I feel like everyone has always said that. And yet, on the other hand, um, you can be the most terrible person in the world, literally, and just go crazy with social media. You know? Albert and Fish's social media page is bananas. Is it? So many followers. Yeah. See, so you you know? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. he's well, dead. I didn't, oh, he sorry. I don't know. I don't no. know who this Albert killer Fish is. Albert Fish did not sign up for Instagram. Was there a podcast about this killer? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe well, there, there might be. There could be. How do I, you know so much about this person? All I did was say his name <laughs> like three times. You no, don't know I, how much I know about him. I know, but I feel like you do. Like I, I get the feeling that you know about this person because you were like, well, technically, he has the highest body count. I didn't say that. What I said was he's probably the worst, like the most heinous serial killer of which I am aware. Okay. I am no authority. But, okay. I mean, you know, like sexually abusing oh. post-mortem and yeah. eating children is, yeah. is, is pretty low on the, on the morality scale. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Okay. So he doesn't have an yeah. Instagram page that he set up he himself doesn't. anyway. But I bet you anything, and everyone listening should try this right now, I bet you if you put hashtag Albert Fish, oh. there's a ton. I bet you there's a ton of Is things that Is that for the Instagram up. or? Or for Twitter. I bet you either way. I bet you anything that if you if you put that in, there's, there's a ton. And that's what I'm talking about is that kind of like cult-like weird kind of like it's you could say it's not like positive attention but it is attention and and i've always struggled with that i think it's it's an abstraction too if you if you actually knew these people on a personal level you probably would not be as interested in you know fetishizing or idolizing them but going back to your head wound you would hope um yeah i just uh <clears throat> a friend of mine actually told me that um, I want to say that he broke several ribs doing the same thing. Like he just, you reach for the bed in the middle of the night when you come home. Um, if you're coming home in the middle of the night, that is. And uh, you think you're going to land on the bed like when you plop down, but you don't. And uh, 
I missed it by a serious margin, and I either hit the bed frame or my nightstand, which is a big, I have a really big, heavy, nasty wood nightstand that I should maybe replace with, I don't know, something made of cotton candy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, But it was really bad, and I started screaming, and I was covered in blood. Like, and a pool of blood developed on the floor, which um, I thought that my partner and I cleaned up pretty well. But it turns out um, days later, um, one of the dogs came in and was licking that area of the floor. Did you turn the lights on when you were cleaning it up? Yeah. Or did you just leave them? No, no, I turned okay. the lights on. Okay. Um, and uh, I did not go to the doctor immediately. I waited a day, which probably was not wise. But I went in and they were like, okay, you could get... Uh, at least three staples, it looks like, if you want. But you could also get away with not getting them because it seems to be scabbing up well. Um, and uh, you could get some serious street cred though if you if you had a couple of staples in your scalp. Yeah, but that's the problem. Then you got to cut your hair. I think you would have to shave your head to get staples. Just that little piece. How would that look? So so this it uh, would look. Punk as fuck is how it would look. <laughs> so it's like where your bangs grow, basically. It's mm-hmm. like the front top of my scalp. Um, and yeah, even, you fucking headbutted somebody, well, right? Which is which is where you. As mm, uh, just a tip to you, which if you're going to headbutt somebody, you use the front of your skull. Yes, that's true. But I didn't headbutt anyone. Um, I headbutted a bed frame. Um, it sounds like it headbutted you. Actually, <laughs> it did. Um, I think you won that that one. All this to say that um, I'm actually always really deeply in fear of like slipping in the shower. You know, they say like the bathroom is the unsafest place in the the house because it's where everyone like slips and hurts themselves. And and so I'm, you know, I think of myself as highly cautious of these kinds of things. So just be really, really careful when you get into bed every night. That's all. Your public service announcement. Yeah, it's really important. Like, because I actually like, according to the doctor, uh, what, what lacerated my scalp, and I have an internal uh, head injury, um, which I guess they also deduced by talking to me. So, did they know that you were like that before they were talking to you? <laughs> I don't they know. They need to get a baseline first. <laughs> this was like, uh, why I, is your voice like that? <laughs> That's fair. Do this I, is the most monotone podcast episode I've I ever know, heard. I know. I know. Oh, I'm God. sorry to everyone who will ever hear this. A uh, little side trivia note. In the UK, in bathrooms, speaking of bathrooms being dangerous, uh, you'll often see a, like a, a string pole for the light instead of like a switch. Hmm. Okay, like a chain or like a little right. string. Mm-hmm. Well, either one. But the the idea is that you're not like coming in direct contact with a wet hand and a a switch. Okay. So you won't be electrocuted. Okay. Is what I was reading. Huh. This week. You reading? What were you reading? Just interesting facts about things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you follow like uh, trivia, like like some Twitter, like oh. Bet you didn't know, like at bet you didn't know, like you know what I mean. <laughs> bet like, you didn't know. Dot b 
biz. Do you read, do you follow a lot of things like that? Like kind of trivia things? I don't know if there's a centralized place for that, but mm. I, I just, you know, like I, I just pick stuff up. What do you think about people who play uh, board games at bars or parties? Because I think it's really shitty. It depends on the board game, I think. Okay. If I... we're playing Trivial Pursuit, then I think you're cool. And if you're playing something else, I th- and maybe Cards Against Humanity. That's kind of what I was getting at. So, okay. One time, I was at a party, and we were playing 90s Trivial Pursuit. Mm. I have that. <laughs> and everyone had to... Um, they they had to like World War II me and like gang up like they all had to form their own team to just face me, which is like is this is this kind a of bragging the, no session? It's, it's is that kind what of you're the, doing? No, I think it's like the saddest and coolest thing that's ever happened to me simultaneously. You don't think it's sad at all? No, you add that little element <laughs> in every time you talk about something like this. Like oh. Uh, <laughs> You know, they were talking to me about uh, Fugazi or whatever, and it was like we were all quoting Fugazi quotes, and <laughs> and there were like six of them that had to like band together to like beat me. And I know that's like so pathetic, but it's not pathetic. It's so cool. <laughs> I I've only quoted Fugazi twice today. I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> I have to watch the oh. documentary about them once a year to remind me that there are good people in the world. Like, I really do that. Like, I watch it, like, every fall, and I'm like, you know what? The world's not so bad. Like, there are people out there who care about being anti-corporate and vegan, and they're going to they're gonna take it around the world. I don't know how many people say, I watched the Fugazi documentary to remind myself that the world isn't so bad. <laughs> I mean, you, that's... You know what you just said. Yeah, I know. I'm like... Okay. I don't want to be pathetic '90s guy, um, but I'm I'm wearing a zip-up sweatshirt as we speak. I uh, there's no. I mean, it just so happens that like um, the '90s are cool again, and that's annoying too, though. Like when I see like people repeating the mistakes that I thought we had addressed already, like especially with fashion, I'm like, oh gosh, like, progress is not linear. Yeah, it doesn't go forward. It doesn't. All the time. No, it's a big soup. I I just see a lot of just like scrunchy culture and all sorts of things I thought that we took care of. That was like, okay, well, we already suffered through that. You're like, you don't have to do this. Did you suffer through scrunchy culture? <laughs> I mean, kind of. How much suffering did that cause you exactly? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I. It's not even a criticism necessarily. I just think like... Well, wait, why don't you have cool, like, 2018 fashion that you can refer to? Why? Um, and I, when, in the 90s, too, like, kind of mined the 60s a lot. You know, we already saw, like, that we were doing retreads. It's the reflection that makes things truly cool. <sighs> I guess so. I guess I'll take that. That's a very, like, contemporary art. Um, I'm so postmodern. Philosophy. You don't even know. <laughs> post, post, postmodern. I'm, I'm super post. Postmodern. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think I just I think it's weird for me to see like let's say uh, someone who's eighteen look like someone who was eighteen when I was eighteen. That's very weird. I'm like, why don't you just have your own thing? Like, why are you guys doing this? You don't have to do this. Well, but it it puts. I mean, I would think that you would love this. It would put you in a point of uh, like a position of. Uh, of authority, like, oh, 
I know what the 90s no. looks like, and that's mm. not it, sister. No, you know? it's, it's bad. It's bad. They don't like it. Trust me. Who uh, cares if they like I it? I know. You're the get off my lawn guy. You no, don't care I don't want to like be it. that guy. I. But you are. No, I, I. I think I was way more get off my lawn when I was 18 than I am now. I think like I've actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you drank significantly less when you were 18. Well, I was straight edge. Which is to say, none at all. I was straight edge. Yeah. I, I just, that was not fun. This isn't about me, me, though. Um, it wasn't fun for anyone. Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, I work in social media, and I have for a long time without meaning to, um, because I didn't realize that blogs... That it was a thing? Well, no. <laughs> no, it's a thing. That blogs were, like, the beginning of what turned into social media. Like, they evolved into this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was early on that wave. And so now, you know, I think a lot of us have to do this. But I mean, if you're part of the American workforce or any workforce, you have, to, you absolutely have to know what's going on with where things are headed. Like that, that's how you stay employed. And so I always joke around and call myself the oldest social media expert in america but i mean i'm kind of joking but i'm also like no i'm like you know because i i think like let's say when um wendy's post a tweet that's like somehow offensive right this thing that happens sometimes and everyone they laughs did about not. it okay <laughs> but it happens like it, and then everyone's like oh god someone's interns getting fired and i'm always like are you an are you insane you think wendy's would trust an intern with their social media this is a this is like a, you know, a huge company. They would not. You think they know better? Yes, they know better. Okay. They do. Some people don't. And um, that's why it can be a great field. Because. Like the White House? Well, I mean, we, we can get to that if that's what you're, if that's where you want to. I mean, I re- think we're going to. If you want to steer the ship there, we can go there. But, <laughs> you know. And I have interns, and I always tell them, I think I brought this up on the show before even, like... You don't get the password to the social media account. No, I I do give them the password, but I tell them, don't ever let you tell... Like, don't ever let anyone tell you that this is not important, like, what we do. Um, Because, and I show them this cover of The Economist that shows, like, Earth. And it says, how social media destroyed democracy. And I'm like remember how important this job is like never let them tell you like because i'm like they're they're saying that you destroyed democracy like with your instagram like think about how serious that's that is. pretty or special with your twitter i'm like yeah no this is a very serious thing you should take it seriously like it's not it's maybe, not a joke maybe that's a mistake that i'm making that i don't take it seriously well i think that you i call it the instagram <laughs> guys You've always, since I met you almost 20 years ago, or actually 20 years ago, not almost, you like to take pride in not knowing certain things or, but like, I don't. Things that I don't think are important. Right. But it sounds like I'm wrong about this one. Yeah, I think, um, sadly. I'm not saying that you're wrong about me being wrong. I mean, it's, it's almost like, and I know this existed, 
because you can go back and you can find political cartoons at the beginning of radio and television. Right. You can find a lot of anti-TV people and a lot of anti-radio people who were like, this is just a trend, or even the telephone. Like, this is silly. We have people addicted to being on the telephone all the time now. And we're talking these old, we're talking like, you know, you hold the the mouthpiece up to your mouth and the earpiece. Like, yeah. And it's the same, it's the same argument. Like, people back then were like, this is garbage. I, you know, I got these kids, they're on the phone all day. Like, in the, in fucking, like, the 1920s. Like, this was a... It's the same thing, and so I think I'm very, um, I'm very careful to not want to repeat um, those mistakes in history. It's not a bad point. I'm going to have a think on it. <laughs> okay, I think it's it's um, it's misleading because I associate social media with all of those assholes that I see like sitting by themselves at a table waiting for their date to come back with the drinks, and they're like taking selfies and shit. That's me, though. Is it? Yeah, that's me. Well, I'm not taking a selfie, maybe, get but out. I'm definitely. <laughs> did you say get out of yeah, here? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I was. Um, I mean, the first guest to be kicked off the show. I was on a. I was on a trivia date this week. Wait, hold on. Yeah. So that that's where we started with this conversation. Yeah, like but two my, things. How was my week? I realized how like you're you're that into trivia. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Really? Well, then I, I should introduce you. I to know some so many people. things that don't matter. I know. You don't even know. I know. I, you're brilliant. I know that. That's why I'm sitting here. Oh, you. But uh, um, yeah, bar trivia though is like a different kind of milady type thing. You know, guys who wear the, the little like tip of Ren the Faire like, guys. Yeah, kind of little fedora A little yeah, a little like striped vest kind of. Did you know? Here's a little piece of trivia. Did you know that anybody can go to trivia, not I, just steampunk and Ren Faire I guys? know, but those tend to be like if you look at the advertisements, you've seen the geeks who drink thing. That's what I was doing, yeah. Oh. On the date. Like, like that's like a record scratch moment. <laughs> Okay, so yes, the, <laughs> how how Just deep put do that I want to on the coaster? How deep do I want to dig this hole? Um, so Go ahead. what? Uh, maybe you don't want to say this on air. Like, what establishment was this? It was uh, the Alamo Draft House. Oh, in the Cedars. Oh yeah, of course it was. I, mean, I, I have a big. I, have I mean, a major... I go to the one on uh, at Cedar Springs Tap House. That's sometimes cool because I can walk there. Well, hit me up. I have a major problem with Alamo Draft House. We can get to that later. Um, okay. Okay. So you went to Geeks Who Drink, mm-hmm. and that was the bait. Like you told your date that that's what you wanted, or your date told you. No, I said, "How about we? Do you want to do a trivia?" Because uh, I didn't know what I was gonna, you know, like I didn't know how to entertain. Did you know your date liked trivia? I asked him, and I think he said something like, "Yeah, it's okay, or it's fine, or he'll do anything." Yeah, like guys will do anything, right? Not all of them. <laughs> Trust me, not all of them will do all of the things. So, Come to okay. learn. So how um, how effective were you as a duo at trivia? Well, we. I mean, okay. So understand that you can have up to six people on we your were, team. Yes. Okay. We were the only two person team. We were the smallest team. Okay, so I'm still right on. There were 11 teams. Mm-hmm. We got ninth place. It wasn't great. Hmm. It was not great. That's not great. No. 
I would. I thought you were going to tell me a really inspiring story about how you won the whole thing. No, we didn't. Um, but when I lived in West Virginia, my oh, team you're probably mopping it up. Well, <laughs> we got uh, second in the state of West Virginia. How's that? that right? In the whole state? In the whole fucking state. Um, okay. But that's like saying, I'm the most beautiful leper in the colony. <laughs> which is not... Wow. Okay. I mean, it, it's not... So, I have a friend, this is a true story, you can look him up, um, named... You know him, actually. I think you met him, named Terry Linwood. Um, I, I used to work a guy with him. Named Terry at a anyway, CD place. What's that? At a CD place at the at the movie place, and he. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He tried out for Jeopardy. Yeah. And uh, he won one hundred and thirty thousand dollars or something like that. No. Maybe it won seventeen. But he was on Jeopardy. This is the African American like, guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was on for like, I want to say four days in a row. Like he like, and he, because the thing was like the lead up to this. Um, and I love Terry. I'm the godfather of his child, actually, his firstborn son. So uh, I'm biased. But he's also, like, one of the most incredible people I've if ever we, met. If, if my partner and I die, I want you, Christopher. You don't have to say my whole name, but go ahead. Shit. <laughs> I'll have... Fuck, what is the time? Uh... It's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people told me I'd be a great father, actually. Thank you. No, I don't think you'd be a bad dad. I just think of that movie with like, um, what's Goldie Hawn's Kate Hudson? Where what on earth are you? She's saying like to me some right career lady, Overboard? like single lady. No, she's a career single lady, and then her like sibling with all the kids die, and she's like the <laughs> the godparent I've never or whatever. Seen this film, and so she. She gets the kids, and she's like, "What do I do with these kids?" And it's like a well, comedy it's of like errors. Wacky, yeah, right, yeah. Well, I my hope- cousin and his wife actually did that to me. They, this was like after. You're right a after, godmother. Well, I was. They're divorced. I don't know what will happen now, but my uh, my my cousin's now ex-wife, when they were married, brought me in, and she was like, um, "Josh and I decided that." Um, you are going to be getting the kids if we die. And I was like, I make $30,000 a year and I am not married. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why you would choose me for that. Do you not like your children? Is that, is that why? Do you think you would be a bad surrogate mother? Because I think you'd be great. You seem to like, care about the things that matter. Like, I think if like you trivia? To, well, yeah. Like actually, how many bones a shark has? That You know what? One. <laughs> <laughs> These are really important things, actually. I think that, like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> like, kids should care about trivia because, you know what? Like, Because everything is bullshit? Uh, no, because, like, you know, knowing things is cool. Super cool, right? Yeah, it's hip. It's hip to know oh, things. Oh, totally. Right? Totally. Um, so Terry was invited back for Tournament of Champions. That's cool. And Jeopardy. Good for Terry. So what I've always wanted to do is get Terry and myself and my friend Colin, who's an attorney in Chicago, together on a team and just go to some trivia night where everyone fancies themselves as the best of the best and just 
destroy them. Like just cut, just uh, like three guys out of nowhere. So he's around. Yeah, he's in. He, yeah, he's he's here locally. He's probably fifteen miles away. And, Is he? Does and, his job have something to do with trivia? Kind of. He works in a bookstore. Oh. I think that that's relevant. Um, but yeah, I've always yeah, yeah, just yeah. I just wanted to just come in and just uh, decimate an entire trivia team that was like the champion because I know that Terry could Let's do, do it. Let's do it. Oh, he could do it single handedly. Yeah. But- I mean, being, I like, mean, that's just showing off. Who is the, um, I mean, we'd be hustling people and that's not taken very well, but. I don't care. Uh, Only it, by the people that are being hustled. Is it Ken Jennings? Was he the. the yeah. Okay. So Terry's, um, his path to being on Jeopardy was that he watched Ken Jennings every day and he was always a Jeopardy freak, but he would act like he says at home that he would actually beat Ken Jennings, like sometimes, like he would, you know, he'd pause it, like he'd record the show, pause it, you know, he felt like he'd get it, and he he was like, well, I I could take Ken Jennings so I can be on the show, and he was on the show, he wasn't as good as Ken Jennings, but still, like, I think the the question that did him in is like, was something like like when he finally ended his four day streak or whatever it was, was something so like banal, yeah, it was like the moon. You know, like, what is the moon? Like, it was something, like, that everyone, like... What is seven? (laughs) All his friends who were watching were like, how did you not get that? But it's, of course, it's always something like that. You know what, Terry? You did a fantastic job. He did. He's a hero of mine. He's a high school dropout, actually. And he, um... Yeah, well, that's not a barometer for intelligence. (sighs) I know. School. I know. He, he's one of my favorite people, though, because, yes, he's, like, um, just kind of an anomaly and i like anomalies i think that's why i keep living for the anomalies whatever it takes (laughs) yeah so i went on a date to trivia we didn't do great what did that affect the date no place is kind of pricey right like the alamo draft house is a little cocktail lounge is that where you were like upstairs yeah it's called uh vetted well it is called yeah. that they have a place yeah. in las colinas cool also, man. yeah I I, uh, again with the same thing with trivia and the kind of culture around it is also my issue with the alamo draft house which is a bunch of people who are very proud of the fact that they will kick you out if you Check your phone. If you checked your phone for a second during a it's film, it's not okay. Okay, to do that. but 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 let's let's get to what else is not okay. However, <laughs> having sex with women not okay. Well, I didn't say that. I just all yeah. the things they allow at that theater, which I despise. I actually okay. like. I okay. will not see a movie there if I can help it. Is that you can always help it? Well, not always because they sometimes they are the only place showing something. And I didn't Doesn't mind them. Like a lot of conviction that you have. Well, I have plenty, um, and I've written about this too. I think when I was actually like, uh, when they would send me their press releases, yeah. I would like really go in on them because like I hated that they came to Dallas. I was like, we don't need you here. We <laughs> we don't. We had more art houses per capita than uh, like any major American city. Hello, this is Chris Elzum. <laughs> I don't need you here. I don't need you. We don't need you. We had the Angelica. Well, you said my name again. Yes. Yeah, we had the Magnolia. We had the Inwood. We had another Angelica in Plano. We had more art houses like 
than you would ever need. Like, because people don't even really go see art house movies because whatever. It's a whole other story. But I don't need to sit next to the comic book guy from The Simpsons eating, like, chicken fingers. That's way more distracting to me. Oh, it's then the someone food? checking their you phone. Don't, so you yeah. don't like like studio no. movie movie grill no. or whatever. You don't Mm-mm. like that either. I think. Do you have the same problem with them? Is that what this is? No, because they are not so snooty about people in their theater. They're not like we will kick you out and playing like a woman's voicemail. You know who was incredulous about being kicked out, like as they're advertising. It's just like I it's that. it's it's really. It's a very grating type of culture that's like, everything we say is okay, but don't do this. And that, to me, is... So you don't go to Hobby Lobby, then? (laughs) No. I mean, it's kind of a... I boycott a lot of things. Okay. I do, like as a rule. Like I, and you were, I think, maybe even talking about Amazon earlier, and I can't support them either. Like, just so many things. I... But they bring all kinds of stuff to your door. You they don't have to go anywhere. Do I like going like places. the next day? Like they'll come here the next day. I don't like my friends order like napkins on Amazon. I'm like, why? Well, do when I was this? in West Virginia, okay, well, it's different. Maybe um, you couldn't get everything you needed. Correct. Out there, right. Right. Yeah. Um, What's that called? Would, would that be like uh, sort of a Appalachia? Well, yeah. Like that's like. Um, it's like an exotic mainland. Like it's like so in deep into the country that it's actually like it may as well be across the sea. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Except exotic makes it sound cool. <laughs> and I just want to make sure that you understand that it was not at all cool in any way. Yeah. How long were you there? Three and a half years. A With- thousand years. <laughs> What can you tell me about Champaign, Illinois? I asked you earlier. I want to hear. Uh, take it's on fine. It. It's a. Um, it is East Central Illinois. Mm-hmm. They have a fantastic uh, radio uh, station called Weft W E F T. Public station. Yeah, that's. I had yeah. a radio show on there for a while. Oh right. Well, it's like a little. Oh yeah. No wonder you're so good at this. Um, <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> It's like a little oasis, though, right? It's like a college. Um, you would think or... that it would be a little oasis. Uh, I guess it is if you're talking about like cornfield, cornfield, right? City. It's got some stuff, um, but it's only two hours south of Chicago, and it is like woefully barren in terms of culture. Really. Gotcha. Um, polyvinyl's so, there. Polyvinyl is there. I have yes. a friend who works there. Natalie. And yes. And that's why she left uh, Chicago. I mean, it's better than Chicago just because Chicago is so... I mean, Chicago Chicago has a lot of shit, mm-hmm. um, but uh, also has a lot of shit. Gotcha. So, I mean, I'm not... Traffic is okay in Champaign. I'll say that. I've been to Chicago 14 times, and it is, I always garbage. call it... It's garbage. Just the most... B-plus city in the nation. Yeah. Like, just the most radically just okay town. If I could be somewhere else that had all of this stuff, I would go to that place. Yeah. I... No one 
who I know besides a couple people will hear this, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going next month to surprise some friends because they're having a little reunion. Steve, or you know, go see Steve. No, I'm not going to see Steve. That's offensive, but all right. (laughs) So should we actually get to... We should um, get to hot topics. Yeah, we should get to hot topics. Here we go. Even though we didn't finish my week. What? No, go back to your week. No, that's it. That's really what happened. Okay, here comes hot topics. Uh. Litigra. Sounds like the Nardwar theme song. It's not. I know it's not, but go ahead. Um, so, do you have any hot topics? Do I? Yeah, do you? Uh, um, I, I, I mean, I know you do. No, I don't. I don't really. You don't. I mean, John sent me some leaders. I thought we were supposed to, yeah. By the way, I just want to say, I don't know if I said this earlier. It's just you and me, I know. and I'm really questioning everyone else's commitment to Sparkle Motion because this is some bullshit. What is Sparkle Motion? You know, it's uh, you're, you're making a reference. Yeah, Sorry. and I and I kind of get it, but yeah, okay. okay. Um, it's just you and me, man. It is. And what if one day it's just you? Oh well, then that's that's Would the that, end is of that days. The end? Yeah, yeah, that's the end. Um. As far as news goes, um, lately uh, there was a woman who was killed by an alligator oh, that's uh, walking right. her dog, and the dog lived, which yeah. I find very sus. Let's talk about that shitty dog. I loved the ending of that story. Why? Uh, it was like no, the dog was unharmed. Now. Yeah, the dog deserves to be okay. unharmed. What, why Precious. didn't the dog help? Like that's what. Well, because it had to save itself. No, this is why we have dogs. No, dogs are like kids. A fucking kid wouldn't help the parent. A kid wouldn't help, but a dog is a very effective deterrent to a lot of nature. What kind of dog is it? We don't it's know. Probably we'll a never dog. know. Probably What's a very dog small dog. Thinking right now, except maybe the dog is injured. Maybe the, the dog has no, a head injury. The dog is. The dog is safe. The dog was unharmed. A head injury does not mean you're unharmed. I don't trust that dog. I don't like that dog. <laughs> I want this dog put on trial for involuntary manslaughter. That's fucking insane. I'm serious. That is a failure of a dog. Mm-mm. And I'm appalled. Maybe the- I'm actually a pod. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's how deep Do we are. Do you want a high five? One of the cups. Well, you know I... Come on, you gotta hear it. Wait, so to do a really effective high five, you know what to do, right? You concentrate in their elbow. See how firm that was? That was a good one. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a trick. This feels like uh, over the top with Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Good reference. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. So also, if you want to beat someone at arm wrestling, similar trick. Instead of concentrating on the elbow, you draw their fist towards your crotch i'm serious like your inertia like it's like you're i always draw people's fist fists toward my crotch. do you really want to finish this all right yeah you did it you yeah toward my crotch. yeah you pulled in the driveway directly toward my vagina okay all right so <sighs> so you're upset with the dog 
because I'm mad the at owner that dog. died. What yeah. about the, what about the fucking alligator? What about that? What about it? Are you upset with the alligator? No, the alligator. There's an old Chris Rock joke about this about when the tiger attacked uh, Siegfried and Roy. He's like, everyone said the tiger went crazy. The tiger went crazy. He's like, the tiger didn't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. And so the alligator went alligator. An alligator is supposed to eat you if it finds you jogging. I'm sorry. It's horrible. And it's actually one of my biggest fears. In fact, when I last visited New Orleans um, on the coast, like along the Gulf, like I went, because I, I go deep. I don't just do New Orleans. I, I hear that about you. <laughs> Chris, was, Chris, Chris goes deep. Yeah, I, I go to like Gulfport, Biloxi. Like I do the whole like coast. All up and, in there. But I was thinking a lot about alligators. Yeah. And they run faster than human beings. They run like 24 miles an hour or something insane. Certainly faster than me. And you. Faster than all of us. Like they're like, like faster than Usain Bolt or whatever. Like an, an alligator is so fast with those little clubby arms. Like they like, <laughs> like they got nothing, and they will destroy you. They will chase you and kill you. Literally destroy you, not just in a race. No, but in your life. Yeah, and it's always like whenever you see these alligator victims, because I like I. Anytime someone dies, I would like... Oh, is that what you're looking to? Yeah. Not serial killers? Yeah, the alligator alligator victims. (laughs) Alligator victims. Okay. I look it up, and they'll have like a photo, and I'm like, God, that looks like someone I know who goes to the record shop near me or something. Like You're just like, wow, imagine that person getting killed by an alligator. It's like so horrifying that I can't... I can't even... Right, because what they do... Oh, is, great. You know it. You of know course what I they do. do. Of course I do. Remember of that? course Megan knows what the alligators do. You know what the alligators do. What do they Don't do? Don't pretend you're not. Tell me what they do. Me. Just say what they do. So they, they grab the, the victim, whatever it is, and they take it and they roll it. Oh, they and they drown it. With you. They drown it. They so you drown think they it. drowned her first? They drown them first and then they bury them under the silt. Well, yeah, they found her body. Right. So she didn't just get eaten. Right, exactly. But they, the, the point is that the, the alligators What's tried the point to, of the alligator? The point is that they try to bury them for a little while so that the tissue like softens up and falls apart because alligators can't chew. They just chomp. Wow. They aren't even really that good at anything. Well, they're good at drowning and running, apparently. I don't know, like... I what hate, else do you need to I be mean, good at? I mean, I hate at? them. I hate them. I don't... I Just don't. saying, you know, they, they, they keep the, the meat submerged is the Think purpose. about the sentence you just said. I did. That, before I said it, they which is unusual for me, I the meat thought about it. submerged. Think yeah. about what a dark sentence that is. It's objective. That's what happens. <laughs> So, to soften it up, because they can't choose it. Why not the dog? Because the dog is faster. Because the dog is faster? And because the dog understands the gravity of the situation. Better than a human being does? Yes. But don't you think... And because the dog deserved it, because it's a precious angel. (laughs) I think the dog should have died for its owner. No. 
That's what we have dogs no, for. No. Yes. I disagree. Like they they bark and the burglars Animals come in. Animals are better than people. And then the burglar's scared but the dog gets hurt and the dog passes away but the dog's a hero because no. the owner's alive. But this is a Fuck shitty being story. A hero. What is the value in being a fucking hero if this you're is dead? A, this is a Gus Van Zant film about a boring dog that didn't you save its like owner. You don't like Gus Van Zant. I <laughs> I just use Gus Van Zandt's work as a metaphor a lot because I think his work is so anti, well, it's kind of anti-film, really. Um, and I always make jokes. Like, I take, so I have two old dogs and I take a lot of photos of them looking sad. And I'm like, this is like a Gus Van Zandt film about two boring dogs that are. They live sad, sad lives forever and ever. Like, dogs. someone do? else is in control of their autonomy forever and ever. And they love that. And then you're faulting this dog for getting away and being like, fuck this shit. I think I'm the dog should have saved its owner. No, fuck that. That no. makes me so sad. I'm not sad. Uh, I'm glad that the dog lived. I Too bad that the lady had to die. Maybe she was a nice person. I don't know. I, I program films sometimes. And I've thought about how I should do a tragic dog film series. There's a lot of films with really sad... I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> really sad endings to dog movies. Like Umberto D. It's like a 1940s, like, hyper-realistic Italian film about a guy separated from his dog. It's super sad. He's homeless. I, I don't want you to... Then there's <laughs> I Old Yeller. I think we all know what happens at the end of that MF. Um, sorry. I can't, I can't take it. I can't take this. And finally, like, have you ever seen the film Wendy and Lucy? No. Okay. Well... Yeah, if you're not into sad dog films, but there's like there's like sad dog films are like a genre. Like you could name, I bet I don't even know that much. So you you could name probably like 25 films that are just like sad dog films. Like where the dog like something bad happens at the end. The dog runs away, the dog gets killed. The dog is you got to give your dog up because you couldn't cuz you were hopping trains with with crust punks and you can't take care of your dog like I mean, the the list goes on. I can't handle it. But it's a. But don't you think that it says something about us that that we have so that it's such a rich filmography? What do you think that it's saying? <laughs> uh, that we just love dogs. Because I, I think to me, in the end, like a sad film or a sad song is actually like a love note to something. It doesn't mean that it's like don't like this thing i think Fucking it means platitudes i think it means Who i love it so much but love notes and i think that the film about the dog who didn't save its owner from the alligator is very uninspiring <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a shitty film and i hope it never gets the green light um well no it's not going to so that was my hot topic it's the lady that got killed by the alligator yeah so so they found her body? They said they did, yeah. So after the... I mean, had had the alligator eaten off of... We don't know. We, we don't know did what the dog looks like. Did you see Faces of Death? Faces I mean, of Death was like partially not real, for starters. The first one was real. Oh, my God. How I mean, do you know this? See, this is... What a, do you mean, how do I know? I fucking saw it. You're I a watched secret. It. You are a secret, like... It's not a secret. Gorehound. It's not a secret, Chris. You're a gorehound. Everyone that has ever met me for five minutes knows. Because my friends who are obsessed with, like, 
you know, yeah. realgore.com and and even so that's the thing. Like the internet let's talk about the internet again. <laughs> the internet right away got to business, like when it got cooking in the nineties. You know, like rotten.com was a very, very early experience that I think we all had if uh-huh. you were online then. Of just like so it says so much about the human condition, I think, that the first thing people can think to slap online is either like a really heinous the things uh, that you don't talk about it's a pornographic not, site i won't name okay. that i can think of it's but. not natural to not talk about sex and to not talk about death because those things happen yeah but in those but in the terms that they happened i think we can all agree that no we have i think a, a lot of pact. people think that it's vulgar because because it exists at all i, mean, I don't think that's true Run.com is not necessarily like parading. I mean, I haven't been Are on the site in a very long time. No, me? I am not kidding. It's been a long, long, long time. But um, I would hope. Well, uh, mostly because it just made me really sick, and I had to stop doing it. But but I didn't. I don't think that it was parading it. It was it was showing you things that you don't see. We're so removed from death. At this oh, point, I don't feel that removed from it. You I think, really don't? No. I mean, how many people, how many deaths do you see? How many, like, uh, people have died in your house? In we my die, house? We die in hospital. I'm okay, not your house where you live now because right. you just got there. So probably <laughs> lots. I don't know no. how old it is, but. I mean, I lived through a drug epidemic and saw a lot of dead children, basically. And after the fact, okay, yeah, after they died, sure, quote unquote, cleaned up. And I've seen people dying in a home for sure, like, like we're talking extreme poverty, can't afford hospice care, yes, like rotting in front of everyone almost, like to the point, like to where they were dead, like I don't know, a day later or something. Um, I agree with you that I do think that. Western culture, and I know this, I, who knows how, but like, I do think we do, yeah, we have a problem with it that, that we can't. Um, I think if you live in Southeast Asia, it might be normal that you would, you'd put makeup on the corpse of someone very close to you who died. Like, and that's like a normal thing. And just like, well, yeah, well, we'll we do we, that here. We do it. No, but they do it like, uh, like the family does it by hand. It's different. Like like and I'm not going to yeah, I'm not going to be in charge of putting makeup on the corpse of someone I know by hand or on a live person. You would be do a terrible job. You don't know that. I think you just use goldenrod from Sephora, but so um <laughs> <laughs> No, I I while I agree with you that yes, I do think we have a disconnect with death, especially maybe even worse than sex. I don't think that showing twenty-five photos from a grizzly bear attacking a man in a cabin on a website necessarily um, is the is the antidote to that. I don't think that helps. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna like change change any minds um i you know and i think like when you're keeping up with like 
the different waves of youth culture that come through the internet and like everyone learns at their own speed and you see it getting like it's it's getting into like quantum like speed like you you know they're like four-year-olds right now who probably know how to look up uh things that i could not imagine looking up when i was 16 or something um There's new versions of Rotten.com that come online, like every few years, and and your average uh, eighteen to twenty four year old thinks that's super like whoa, like check this out, and and I constantly have to be like okay, like I saw this in nineteen ninety six, all right, let, let let's all right, okay, like get it out of your system, then like let's get to work. You saw it in nineteen ninety six, so. Uh, part of Maybe the problem. Maybe ninety seven, if I'm being okay. totally accurate. Sorry, go ahead. The the one year difference is is not the point. The, so so we're seeing it over the internet, sure. right? So we're not seeing it in person, and I don't think that there are extreme things that I don't think that everyone should be able to or have to see everything that happens. When I was in college, I saw uh, a beheading online. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. One of my boyfriend at the time's friends put it up. Was it from? What was it from? Uh, it was Nicholas Berg. Oh right. When he was beheaded. Right. And that was the worst shit I've ever seen. Like sure. just fucking horrific. Yeah. Not everybody. In fact, nobody should see that. It should not happen. Even. Um. So I'm not advocating for everybody seeing everything always. I'm just saying. Um, we, we have this extreme disconnect from the life cycle and maybe that's why, I mean, you and I were talking earlier about like aging and like how shit our bodies have become Mm -hmm. since, you know, we were in our twenties or our teens or whatever. And, uh, and we're just in our thirties. Wait until we're in our forties and our fifties and our sixties and seventies yeah. if we make it that long and 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 part of that fear comes from people not talking about the aging process and the death process and how this goes and and the unknown is what makes people anxious and so there's this collective anxiety about about the um, the trajectory of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, unnecessary ultimately because we can't do anything about it. We can try not to step out into the street in front of a bus and get splattered all over, you know, Oak Lawn or whatever. But. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I do think there actually is. Uh, some value in exposing yourself to those really heinous, dark parts of the world. Because I think, for some reason, I'm just thinking of like 2012, I was in a really, I kind of, I think it was the first time I'd ever lived in a contained building alone. And when I say that, I mean I lived in a guest house that was its own structure, and it was only me in there. And I think um, maybe you're like, well, if I lived in an apartment building alone, I lived alone. And that's true. But I think there's something about living in a totally self-contained structure where you don't have a neighbor and it's just you. 
And that's a different type of loneliness. Sure. And I think um, in the darkest, heaviest times in that place, I I think I, I was alerted to some website that, that had a lot of really scary things about because a lot of bloggers were getting killed at the time, which sounds like funny. Like to people, I think they're like, "What do you mean bloggers were getting killed?" But it was it was um, bloggers who were reporting on the narco trade in Mexico, and um, the uh, crime syndicates there were uh, finding anonymous writers online. I had just been an anonymous writer, but I was writing about music, and it was very lighthearted. But people who were reporting on drugs in Mexico. Um, there was someone named like Laredo girl and uh, she was the anonymous reporter of like what the, what the drug syndicates were doing. And um, I want to say they beheaded her. They did something and then they like hung her body somewhere, either a bridge or put it on a rock or something. And they put a note with it that said, uh, I was the Laredo girl. And I thought, that um, it would be a good idea to tell people secrets like on the internet, but this is what happened to me and it can happen to you too. So I think even though I'd been like an anonymous writer, um, but I used to get death threats all the time and people would put like human waste on for music. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Were these uh, EDM? Uh, no, I don't even know how to explain what they were. Um, That's okay. I want to say the more like kind of mainstream pop rock you played, the probably more sinister you were as a person. I think that's a common thing I've seen. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, But the guy who ran the site, the anonymous site, like they put like human waste on his doorstep, like in two different jars for both types of waste. And we're like, we know you, we know where you live and we're coming for you. So like we got threats constantly. And I think, even though this was way more serious and way more terrible, um, I finally like saw some photo, I think, of like they had taken two um, teenage girls and like had put duct tape over their nose and mouths, and that's how they killed them. Like, that's how they were found. And uh, I think seeing that teenage photo, girls from from what context from, like in mexico like they okay. they were like just two killings in the drug war basically okay and even though those photos were not nearly as bad as so many other horrible things i saw on the internet um they snapped me out of whatever was going on with me like i remember that actually being like the the moment where i was like oh like you were saying earlier like my life's not so bad. You know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm and I'm some entertainment writer living in a guest house in some nice part of the city, some like bougie part of Dallas. Yeah, I'm like what why what am I flipping out about so much? Why do I act like my life is so dramatic and so serious? Like this is a joke. Because it's all you have. <laughs> like get up, put on your your put whitest your cardigan on. and just Go out there and have a good time. Put your peng- your your cream colored penguin <laughs> slip ons on, right? And get out there and report on some fucking pop music. Yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, go to the Nicki Minaj concert. You, you jerk. Dick. Yeah, yeah. You can say dick. That's all. Here. I know. So, 
Um, have we run out the clock? Do you feel probably? Like? <laughs> you know what? I, I there were a lot of things that happened this week that I did not pay attention what? to because yeah, we didn't even get to like the main order. No, of business. there's like you know Manafort was found guilty. Cohen Cohen also uh, is is leaking all of his secrets. But these are like plea Nobody deals. Gives a shit about. Yeah, Pecker and the Trump Foundation CEO being granted immunity. Uh, quote from John, them nuts are in a vice, exclamation point. I hope John's right, but I don't know if he is. Then I'd like to, con- this is from John. Then I'd like to contrast on how p- few people question politicizing the death of that woman who was allegedly murdered by an undocumented... Inter- Molly Tibbetts. Uh, yeah, Molly yeah. Tibbetts. Undocumented... Inter- Immigrant, but it's uh, distasteful to say anything negative about McCain and his legacy following his death. Something like that. So, um, also, we should, I didn't mention before, uh, there's a featured song this week by, uh, by Juicebox, Double oh, yeah. X. There you go. Um, Never Surrender Forever is the title of that stuff i was supposed to mention that earlier but i'm the the thing that i am worst at on this podcast other than um uh you know sequitur is mentioning the featured song of the week so there that is but i don't know all of that shit the molly tibbetts thing was um i actually read something that that said that the I think it was a newspaper in Minneapolis said something to the effect of um, American citizen uh, convicted for the murder of teen, like as if that had anything to do with, I mean, it's a depraved person. Right. I think a lot of people's response was why isn't this more about like her woman being harassed? Right. And Rather murdered. Than, yeah. And, and I uh, had read something that the, the guy who allegedly murdered her, although I think he said that they said that he confessed to it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, his ex-girlfriend was friends with the victim. Hmm. Um, so he had met her before. Okay. So it wasn't like a random. Yeah. This wasn't like a stranger danger type situation. This was a, um, he maybe had been thinking about and or following her before this so um but that's not salacious right because it doesn't makes people less afraid right which is ridiculous you should be more afraid of your acquaintances everybody that you know is a potential murderer Mm -hmm. so look out um that's what i think all the time Oh, all right. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we probably run out the clock. I don't have a lot of things to say about that stuff because it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, all of this Trump shit is nonsense. I mean, it's it's chronic nonsense. I I don't even I don't know what could be more sensational than what has already been said about the administration that right. would compel people to do anything different than they've already done, which is nothing. 
Um, and uh, I'm very sorry for the 20-year-old woman who was murdered uh, yeah. while she was running. Makes me not want to go running very much, but... Do you run a lot? I didn't. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, this just solidifies my... Gotcha. My choice not to go running. A lot of runners do get killed. I mean, the... They the, do. The lady with the dog and the alligator was also running. Yeah. Also, my uh, uncle was killed running. Jesus. Okay. So, I don't... I don't go run. I mean, that's that's all the justification that I need. Don't go running. Just stay in, have some wine, watch a film. So I'm going to do that. Uh, anyway, so do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I feel like I said more than I ever meant to. This is the most monotone podcast. I think maybe we have said that before. But so I don't know if anybody's made it this far, actually. So. Hour and 40 or whatever. Jeez. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, featured song of the week is Never Surrender Forever by Juicebox. Um, so if you want to reach us, Secretly Timid, what is it? Fuck, I don't even know. Letters at secretlytimid.com. Um, crayon... Jeffrey, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, at Instagram or what the fuck ever. I don't know how they do that. Um, O-T-N-O's is O underscore T something, something, something. I don't know what it is. What about yours? Anything Um, to contribute? No, yeah, I'm fine. That's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I don't have any other, I don't know how that social media shit works, but... Uh, you just go, just go to secretlytimid.com and all of the answers will yeah. be revealed. They so. have an Instagram and a Twitter. So. Yeah. So we will uh, probably be back next week with uh, people who are less dedicated to the cause than we are. <laughs> and uh, we apologize for the last two hours of your life if you've made it this far. And have a fantastic week. Say goodbye. Bye.